The Eugene S. Robinson Showstomper, Part 1. You are one minute early. I'm now about to witness the awesome crushing ah might over you G S Robinson show Okay, you're, you're up early. You're up late. Um, as you might have guessed, the kid is well asleep. So this will be quieter than usual. This is round number a one, a six, eight. A one, a six. Uh, hold on. Eight. Yeah, that's eight, right? Okay, yeah, eight. <laughs> And uh, this is all about UFC Fight Night, Rosenstruck versus Sakai, Logan Paul versus Floyd Mayweather, UFC the bald one, and cash, cash, cash. But first, let's Bob Riley sing us in. As he has every day since, every week since 2007. Stigmata. Intro. All of nothing. From. Calling of the Just. Still available from Revelation Records. In Huntington Beach, California. Where they shoot you to death in a nightclub, hit your car with a hammer, and have MMA fighters as mayors. Ex mayors, I'm taking a real good look at you, at your face. So being paid back and for always nothing. All right, all right, my friend. This is a uh, we had a, a crazy, crazy day, um, and she is really tired. But here, I'm going to do something and. I'm writing right now. Yeah. Uh, um, sign up for it if you have it. <laughs> um, um, and uh, uh, you might enjoy the story. Uh, you've never heard this version of it. Um, those of you who listen to the show might have heard older versions of it. But for the first time in cohesive format, in celebration of Pride Month, you have the full story. Check it out. Um, so first of all, let's so uh, um, let's get to the com- now. Nah, we'll get to the commercial. So let me tell you about the day. So um, my youngest kid goes to school back east. Decides to drive. She drove there with a friend and drives back across America. Right. And I took my first uh, uh, cross country trip. Um, the summer before I turned 19. 
I worked the whole summer for the New York City Department of Parks, saved up some money. The intention being I was going to drive with some guys, and somewhere along the road, I was going to buy a motorcycle with the money that I made that summer and ride the rest of the way to college. When I think about that now, I start to itch. I, I, <laughs> what I put my poor mother through, let me get this straight. As a 19-year-old, you're going to get into a car with a bunch of dudes who I don't know. You're going to drive out across a pre, pre-internet America. So there was no monoculture there. You could clearly pull into a, an enclosure and find yourself in really strange straits. And then you're going to stop somewhere along the way and buy a motorcycle, a vehicle that you've only driven twice before, really. And then you're going to drive that all the rest of the way to California. Oh, man. What I put my mother through, I can't even imagine. So um, so uh, my kid says, I'm going to drive across. And I say, okay, my, young, my next to youngest kid, right? <laughs> and not the one who's sleeping, no. Um, and so I'm terrified. So I, do, I give the, the, the father's care package, right? I give her the stun gun flashlight. I'm going to give her all, you know, and she was a state wrestling champ. So I'm not so, well, but you know, you, you got you to gotta up the ante, you know? And so she's, school's out. Doesn't go back until mid-August. So she's driving. She and her roommate are driving back out here. And I was like, okay, okay, so you're going to take 80, right? 80 is probably the most boring road ever. It's a northern road. You know, you go, I almost lost my mind in Nebraska. Not the first time I went to Nebraska. Every time I went to Nebraska. And you always have to go through Nebraska because it's so undifferentiated. It's like being in an elevator for days. Like you look out and like, has the car moved? No, 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 no. My, my, my mom never did, never, never did that. Nah. See, my that's why I mentioned in the piece that I wrote in the Substack about my mother. The, the comparison to Jimmy Cagney's mother was was really apt. I could have come home with a dead body, and she's like, ah, you know, my son, he he just works and really, you know, he's it's the way his mind works. <laughs> never. <laughs> And my father was the one who was disappointed. My mother never. So she said she's going to drive out. And I think she's going to take the boring route. You know, 80. You know, you got the, you know, it gets a little sticky. But once you get past the continental divide, and she goes, ah, you know, we're coming back. But we're going to take the, the southern route. I, I go, southern route? Yeah, what, what do you go? Well, we're going to go to Nashville. We're going to go to some country show somewhere in Tennessee. Now, now <laughs> Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 you read that then, all right, Mr. JB read that, you should, the rest of you should read it, That's a, I love that story, and I'll tell you, at the end of this, I'll tell you another funny mom story, uh, you'll, you'll appreciate this, so, um, so, she, she says, go, so you're going to Tennessee, to a country show in Tennessee, she goes, yeah, so, you know, I had a friend who was in Tennessee, and uh, one day she called me and asked me, um, what she should do because she discovered her dentist was in the Ku Klux Klan. I go, how do you know he's in the Ku Klux Klan? Maybe he just, uh, she goes, he's got a certificate on his wall. <laughs> I go, well, that's pretty solid proof that he's in the KKK. That she's like, well, what do you think I should do? I was like, has he screwed up your teeth yet? <laughs> you know? 
I mean, don't let them find out you're Jewish, I guess. I don't know what to tell you, you know. Um, anyway, so she, my kid decides, of course, to take the southern route. So she's going to Tennessee, the, the most dango, the, the New Orleans, and then to Texas and the panhandle. But she showed up. So we kind of had a mini welcome coming, uh, you know, welcome home uh, party for her and then took uh, the kids all out to the, this place with actually like a petting zoo. And my kid could see for the first time, my youngest kid, you know, my older kids have all seen animals, could see sheep and goats and pigs and chickens and a rabbit and ducks and uh and goats and 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 then we come back and we look at the book and we're like i you know make the connection that these are representative of things in the outside world right these things and books are interesting pictures but now you start to build up i mean keep in mind they somebody described being a kid as like being on lsd the, the stuff she's seeing right now she's never seen before now We've come from different by you and me. We could, there isn't much that I could pick up right now that's around me or that I could show you and that you would have confusion about what it was. A pen. We could, I mean, you don't, we don't even have to speak the same language. And if I, if, if I go to, to Germany and I show this to somebody, they don't try to eat it. They understand. Being a kid, you, 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 you know, you, you don't know. So that's what we went. So she's completely tired, and that's the whole thing, uh, the whole day, because uh, that's what I want to do, get, get subjugated. But funny mom story. And then we'll get to the commercials, then we'll get to the rest of the show. So my mother's husband um, is, is yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right, stiff, stiff. Uh, it took me a second to really get stiff. And, uh, yeah, and the tish. Is what I've got the computer set up on, right? A writing table. So my mother's husband is uh, sixty-seven years old. Yeah, my mother is uh, eighty-one. Uh, the Eugene S. Robinson Show Stomper Part Two. I, I don't. I, I don't know what to tell you. I just got to make believe. I, it, it is what it is. I'm just going to continue with the story until it goes out again. And if we have to do the show in twelve parts, it will be in twelve parts. So, uh, 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 whoever just came in, let everybody else know that uh, it's too late. You're gone. All right. So, um, <laughs> so anyway, oh, let me, let me, let me, let me do this right now. Um, uh, okay. So anyway, let everybody else know that it's here and that I'm just going to keep doing I'll just do part three, a part four, a part five, a part six. If YouTube just keeps fucking us the whole show, that's the way it's got to go, right? So anyway, so if, for those of you who just watched part one of V of V one six seven one six eight, so my mother's husband is like sixty seven. My mother's eighty one. Uh, she I, she calls me the other day. She says, "Oh my God, he's in the hospital, right? He's in the hospital." And uh, apparently he's having stress-related high blood pressure. You know, this is you know this is this is family. This is serious. He's in in the hospital, and uh, his blood pressure was like two twenty something. I mean, it was like stroke category. He couldn't see straight, so it was bad. And so I, I called my mother the, the day after, and I'm like, you know, I'm checking up every day. I want to know is he okay? You know, what's going on? 
And then she says, well, you know, he, uh, he, uh, he, he, he asked me to, if I could bring him a few things and, uh, you know, like his underwear, his phone charger. And I was like, oh, you know, I mean, to me, it seems like a pretty standard ask. And, uh, and she pauses and she says, frankly, you know, I was offended. I was offended he would even ask. He goes, I'm not going to this place with these sick people. I just got out of the hospital. I'm not going <sighs> to. And I go, Ma, he's in the hospital for a stress-related illness. <laughs> you, think, you, you, you think that maybe there are better, better ways or places at times to have an argument with him? <laughs> this just might be. Maybe, maybe, you know, but I understand really what's happening, you know, I mean, you know, you, you love somebody, you're panicking, you're going to lose them, and it comes out in, in a strangely different way. Anyway, this was all a prelude to explain to you, if you go back to part one, how, you know, how Sunday unfolded and why this version of the show is late. Again, this version of the show is 168, part two if the computer goes out again, we'll just come back in. I'll just keep putting it on Twitter. We'll do part three, part four, part, but let's not hope that happens. And, and, and commercials, Pinko, P-I-N-K-O, 950-14-at-yahoo.com uh, is for PayPal. There's a Venmo. There's a Cash App. There's Patreon.com slash uh, uh, the Stomper or Stomperville. I can never remember which. And there's the old-fashioned way, you know, Tommy LB, I got it right here. I uh, got your, your letter. You never told me how you did in the chess tournament. I now realize when you sent me that chess kit that uh, you just, like hustled it. I will probably never, ever, ever beat Tommy LB in chess, like ever, ever, ever. But I like that you sent me the thing, and I've actually been practicing. So, um, but anyway, um, if if you, I don't know how the rest of you spent your Sunday or your Saturday, um, but it was an interesting couple of days of combat sports. In in that, it was an interesting non day of combat sports because what you just saw, if you happen to see Mayweather and and and, and and Paul is let, 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 let's do the, let's let's do it this way. Let's suppose we have a restaurant, right? Suppose you you and I have a restaurant, and uh, you know we're spending you know grass fed beef, Kobe beef. We massage the animal, and it's slaughtered humanely. And it comes to the table, and it features this, and it, and it features that, and and it's really a great restaurant, really high quality stuff. And then we sit down at the end of the month and we look at the books and we say, man, you know, we're spending $5,000 on this Kobe beef, but nobody's spending $35 on a hamburger. So what are we, what are we doing? He said, ah, well, you know, maybe, maybe we don't have to go to Japan to get the beef. Maybe we can get it. Maybe we can get it from here. Maybe we can get it from here. Ah, it's pretty good. Maybe, you know, maybe we don't even have to get the, maybe, hey, you know, I know a guy who's got some diseased beef. Now, he sells that for next to nothing. You wouldn't be able to tell. It's just a little bit below market rate. You wouldn't be able to tell that it was diseased beef if you had it. You wouldn't be. You, what would you know? How you, You'd be none the wiser. And they got to bring the cost down. At some point, a particularly enterprising young person might say, hey, you know what? What about if we put, just put crap on a plate? You mean just anything? No, I meant crap. You put crap on the plate. Give it a French name, sprinkle some parsley on it, put a toothpick in it, and put it on the table. Okay, 
Yeah, no, this this that's a clear cut winner right there. That, that the crap on the plate thing. You could even call it, you know, Plato de, de Med. Oh man, it's a French dish. Med, med. It's great, good stuff. You don't even have to call it meat anymore. You just say it's mad. You go, oh no, that's that's top. It's top top stuff. Fucking hey. You know who would get, get rich? Anybody serving that dish in America, because that's what you just ate if you ate up this Mayweather, Mayweather Paul thing. You, you, you do know, you do know it was an exhibition match, right? No, okay, look, I could I haven't had TV, real TV in my house since 1997. Something like that. So what do I know? Maybe if you have Showtime, you just go what the hell go to Showtime, turn it on, watch Showtime. Maybe it wasn't pay per view. I am not quite sure about the ramifications of how they actually showed this Paul thing. But you got to understand, if I call you up and say, "Hey man, I, 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 I'm I'm drunker than fuck. You want to watch me? <laughs> you want to watch me poop a plate of Prato de Med? Is that <laughs> you go, man? I would. I'll do you one better." I, I, it's part of your basic cable package. You, you understand what I'm saying? I love, at this point, uh, uh, Logan and, and Jake Paul. Don't get confused. I love what they're doing for MMA. But this offering, this thing, it was a $50 pay-per-view. This thing that, they, that they're peddling, I mean, it, it, gets, it gets hard. It gets hard to... It gets hard to, if people came out of the restaurant having a, a nice full plate of med, it would get hard not to take the restaurant seriously. Hats off to the restaurant for figuring out a way to recycle poop. But it would get hard, it gets hard to, if there was a classification of people who like to eat that food, it would get hard to take them seriously after a certain point in time. And if these were people that I was surrounding myself with on the regular, excuse me, it would be hard to feel good about it. A friend of mine was from Sicily. His father used to tell him routinely, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. You're in the room with a bunch of dummies. The Eugene S. Robinson Show Stomper, part three, the final segment. (laughs) What can I tell you? What can I tell you? This part three will actually work. I promise. It's not so much that Eugene lies. It's just that he says stuff that doesn't come true. <laughs> no, no, this, this time it'll work. I, I, I'm using the wife's computer, so for sure it'll work. So anyway, uh, we're going to power through to the end now. So the thing is, who's at fault here? Who's at fault for, for what, what just happened? Who's at fault? Because there's, a, there's enough plot of the med to go around. There's enough shit-eating grins to go around. There, there's a, I mean, this is a perfect storm of what Vince McMahon has wrought, of what Don King has wrought, with all of these cooks in the kitchen who have, who do not, and I mentioned Diogenes in the title, who are looking for one honest man. Or let's, go, let's get biblical for a second and start talking about fruits and trees, right? If, what do we call a good tree? A good tree has got good fruit in it. 
Ah, okay, right. Unless it's a tree of knowledge, and then we get down to another another freaking story. All right. Okay. I mean, you know, if you want to critique capitalism, there's maybe a place to start. But this is not this is not about capitalism, right? We know Johnny Boni Joni and Francis Ngannou, any good capitalist would recognize that as a as a valuable this goes back to this goes back to the Oxbow three week discussion about the, the in the improper uh, the, what's the word I'm looking for not um, the crit- critique of murder as a solution. It took us three weeks to get to the conclusion that murder is not an effective solution. You, know, you can throw out the moral arguments because there's some situations. King David murdered people. He murdered people to get laid, King David did. So we, we, we just, let's just not get hung up on the morality of it. So it took us three weeks. And, and similarly, when we discuss this, when we discuss in this instance, Capitalism, it's going to take us three weeks. I mean, a good money move, a move that's good for business, is not the move that these guys choose. Listen, global stability is not about stability because of of morality issues. Global stability is because this has thus far been found to be the best creative environment for the generation of capital. I could be wrong. What do I know? I'm just a guy in a pantsless guy in a dirty shirt. Actually, I have pants on. So the bald one does stuff that seems counter to the interest of a real businessman, but he's also probably making the claim that down the road, you can't. I'm seeing further than you've ever imagined to see. You could see, and as such. My hope, my expectation is that I'm creating an environment where I can maximize profit. At this point, publicly traded company, buy yourself a share so you can go to a stockholder meeting and complain. One share, that's all. Get it through Schwab. Sorry. I want to maximize, I want to, I want to maximize profit. And I, I'm going to make decisions that, 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 that do that because I have shareholders that care about what I do. Because they care about maximizing their profit. If I give, if I'm giving more than 17% to the fighters, that will fundamentally reduce my profit. If you have no fighters and you have no profit, well, then that's another story. You could talk about something else. Mayweather said in the run-up to this fight, he made $30 million in the run-up to the fight. We can't even really call it a fight, can we? That's not me saying that. That's them calling it an exhibition match. An exhibition match. You know what an exhibition match is? I went to see one at Felt Forum where a guy got kicked in his nuts several times super hard and then hit with a two-by-four in his nuts. It was a martial arts exhibition at Felt Forum in New York City, Madison Square Garden. That was the exhibition. Was I happy? I was ecstatic. Was I a grown adult male? I was 11. Perfect Storm. Don King, Bob Arum, 
coked up Oscar De La Hoya, Vince McMahon, the bald one. I mean, what, <laughs> listen, listen, I, I don't want to make any claims for, for the folks at Exxon or, <laughs> or Shell or Big Pharma or Big Oil. I don't make any claims for these guys. But these people are actually trying to create stable markets for the continuing sale of their product and the maximization of capital. Short end money is dumb money. Do you think the reason the, the, the cracking, the, the peephole that opened up here that allowed all this to happen, if boxing was healthy, do you think it would happen? Do you do you think I got a dream at, at the age of fifty eight? Yeah, yeah, no, you care about the stock. You don't. You'll get screwed. You get shareholder lawsuits. You get screwed. You got it. Once you become a publicly traded, that's why companies stay private. You know, this is like the great line from God, Godfather Part Three. We have people we got to answer to. Yeah, I don't think it's beyond sausages with him. It's just beyond. If you if you're a true capitalist and you really care about sausages, you tend your business better. For example, I am a rancher. Do I want clean streams as I free 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 range my cattle, or do I want dirty streams? Do I just let the cattle trample on the shit and shit in it and, and ruin it? No, it's about sustain. I want I want all of my business things because I want to a good product, and I want to have that product down the road. I'm not convinced these guys want that. Bob Arum, Don King, as far as I know, are still alive. And they're somewhere shaking their heads and saying, I could have prevented this. You prevented it, you caused it. Would you, and those guys, with Don King and Bob Arum, I'm sure they were focused on the short end money. The bald one is not, I don't think it, when you have a $36 million beach house, you don't give a shit. Money is not in your calculation anymore. It's become a highly personal vendetta of you against the world and plates and sausages. I don't even I know what to call it. So they create the situation where Bob, Bob Arum and Don King create the situation where boxing is, is splintered and depleted. Splintered, depleted. Creating a situation where some guy who's got a little bit of juice who's got a little bit of dap and is a social media influence. This guy was a landscaper. Used to help Jake and Logan used to help their father with landscaping. $10 an hour. Gift to gab. Thought he would play football. Wasn't good enough to play football. High school wrestler. I know boxing. I mean, there's a whole treasure trove of people that, it could, that are sitting around right now going, what the fuck? What the fuck? Danny Bonaducci is sitting around going, what the fuck? Oh, Horshack from Welcome Back Carter. What the fuck? I mean, all of these people who did this celebrity boxing and weren't taking serious. And now this guy. You know what? Did you see Francis Ngannou's tweet? I retweeted Francis Ngannou's tweet. Did you, did you, Paul Acosta, they booked Paul Acosta against Cannoneer, and he was like, oh, oh, man, he's looking at his plate. 
You know, I think merd is just a French word for poop. You mean... <laughs> Don King's at home going, if I had taken care of this, I, Bob Arum's at home, De La Hoya, who knows what he's doing? He doesn't know what he's doing. And and coming out of it, the only person that you could respect, the only person in this in this red light district of fucking hustlers, punks, and short money con bunko artists, crapsters, are the Paul brothers, who were motivated in this instance not by altruism but by trollism. Which has as immediate secondary effect a direct beneficiary. Somebody, uh, Colby Crappington, is now accusing uh, Tyron Woodley of, of planning to go in and take a dive against the Paul brothers for the big end money. And a friend of mine got uh, 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 a guy I know got his guitar stolen. He goes to a show, sees a guy in the headlining band playing the guitar, goes up to him and goes, Hey, man, you know, you actually got my stolen guitar. My friend who's a guitar player looks at him and goes, and? Fuck, I bought it with good cash, man. Take that shit up with the police. And? You know, we eating poop, eating poop, eating poop. Let me get this straight. Tyron Woodley is going to make more from his fight with Logan Paul than he's made his entire MMA career. Now, shame is a great motivator. And you look, Anton LaVey was saying about how most people die from popularity. You know, this is popularity and shame tied together. Things that are very popular are not very shameful. Things that are very shameful are usually not very popular. His whole career. Is, is the bald one going to be motivated by shame and pay these guys right? Get out. Because he's not, he's a, at, at a certain point, it's like Ibn Arabi and his bezels of wisdom. We've talked about that before, where you, at first, you know, understanding yourself is like trying to look into a dirty mirror. And you shine the mirror and you shine the mirror and you shine the mirror until the mirror is so stunningly clear that you don't even perceive that it's a mirror anymore. All right? You can't even see that it's a mirror anymore. That's kind of, I mean, at a certain point, you know, when you're a hustler on the, on the come up, you're like, okay, all right, got sausages, got plates, plates, sausages, I got plates, sausages, plates. I'm going, I'm going, what's it, plates, it's like, fine, that's fine, great, perfect. When at the age of 55 or however old the Baldwin is, you look as far as the eye can see and you go, how am I going to spend all this? What am I going to do? You go crazy and it may be a very certain specific way. Um, like that great in that movie Bananas where the guy becomes El Presidente and he goes, Tuesday and Thursday are now one day. Every boy under 12 is now 12. Underwear will be worn on the outside. If you take somebody who is a very specific type of visionary but runs out of vision, what do you do? Craziness either enters a picture 
or you hammer it into nothingness. Like, I mean, the only people, the only people who can, who, who can, who can look at themselves now, as far as I'm concerned, in, in a great accounting a, a, a life, would be Vince McMahon and the Paul brothers. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's the life. Marcus has gone bad with power. Yeah, right. I mean, Vince McMahon. He 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 gives you the menu. You look at it and you say, "Mad, that looks amazingly like poop." And Vince McMahon, bing. He was like, "It is. Not only is it poop, it's the finest grade poop that you find. It is the most entertaining poop that you'll ever find, and you can enjoy that poop any way you'd like. You can enjoy it as a postmodern yuck." You can enjoy it as like a, as like, you know, Asperger-y thing that you just told, you know, Chief J. Strongbow, Baron Von Raschke, you go all into the, the history of pro wrestling. I mean, you can, you can enjoy, or you can enjoy it from the voice of, of the gay spectacle with guys in tights doing flips of, or just the athleticism. There are many different ways you can enjoy this plot of demur that I'm serving you. And I'm very clear about what it is in each of those different aspects. And I pay those guys accordingly. When The Rock started doing mainstream movies, do you understand? He was already a wealthy man. Hulk Hogan has made a fraction of the movies that The Rock is, and he is a wealthy man. We could go down the list. There, there, there are fighters. The guy who killed his wife and his family and killed himself, Benoit, he was a wealthy man. None of these cats were hurting. None of them. A couple of people in uh, Spencer Fisher. Let's ask the people in MMA how they're doing. This is Mark Coleman, who's a Hall of Famer, who's trying to go online to sell his UFC belts. When your bald boss says this is not a long-term career. Really? You think that kind of stuff comes out of Vince McMahon's pie hole? I don't think so. And at this point, I didn't even see this coming. I said at some point, you know, the Cal Scalak thing, the guy, um, the guy, I need to talk to the wife to find out how to pr- pronounce his name. I should, since 1977, as you know how to pronounce a guy's name. The guy who tried to unionize, unionize bodybuilding and got screwed in the process. I said, there's going to have to be, you talk about the beast slouching towards Jerusalem. There's going to have to be an MMA fighter, somebody that we don't can't even imagine who comes out and makes a stand and, and topples down the house around the head of the bald one. Who thought it would be Logan Paul? And if you're still caught in this kind of, you know, YouTube kind of uh, um, uh, 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 social media influencer, nah, you just got to let that go. I hated the guy initially. Me and my kids were hating on him. That is creep. It's, you know, it's just like, you know, a jock culture. Screw this guy. But this is over and above. And as far as I can tell, um, you, you know, setting stuff on fire is great if you get to pay, if you get paid to set stuff on fire. But setting stuff on fire because people like to see stuff. It may, in other words, it may benefit you or it may not benefit you. And there's a certain, there's a certain grace and honor to that. Tyron will make more from his fight with Logan Paul, win or lose, than he ever did his entire time in the UFC. You don't think people take? 
I mean, the one thing it does, it removes, it's like, not everybody's going to be able to do the, the McRapist thing. You're not going to be able to come up with the gift of gab and stop. You just, you can't, you know, he's a character outside of everything, outside of the anal rape and all that other stuff. Oh, I'm sorry, alleged anal rape. It's, it's, a, it's a non-duplicative formula. People who do it and do it badly it just look silly. And of course, the Baldwin has no intention of letting of letting anybody get away with this again. You know. Of course, now Connor is an ex problem for the Baldwin because he's just fighting now for fun. And if Mayweather, I mean, you got to understand, Mayweather is essentially making a life out of Tito Ortiz's line after Tito Ortiz beat Ken Shamrock the second time and Ken Shamrock was jawing at him and he goes, I'll fight you once a week if you want. Mayweather fight, air quotes, is now lined up to Paul, brother, and he's going to fight. Who's going to, he's going to fight McRapist again. How is this happening? How, well, it's happening because boxing is not strong enough to stand on its own. Boxers like something that confirms the worldview that they haven't been wasting their time on boxing. They're already used to paying that money. It's all sort of built into the contract. So the only way they can increase the deltas is by the increase the viewership. Right. And if they if they if they can get MMA folks to tune in, I mean, you gotta understand, man. It's equitable. Is it healthy? It doesn't matter. What fight organization is sanctioning these things? Showtime. It's in the name. Showtime. So if the bald one doesn't respond to this, you get guy. I mean. You know, he's going to stand in the way of GSP because GSP didn't let his contract play out. So technically, he's still under contract. And I had somebody say, yeah, what I don't like are these fighters who sign these contracts and then they win a few fights and they want to break the contract. He said, you should know more than anybody that what this is about is a contract that's what you can enforce. I agree to do something. I agree to do it as long as I agree to do it. This is not slavery. I don't have to keep doing it. You got enough money to fight it? Yeah, you got a $36 million beach house because you can't fight it, huh? If you're living in your van, hey, can't fight it. Yeah, that's the thing. What you saw couldn't make you feel good about yourself. And this, on top, on top of the Rosa Strip Sakai fight, that was like a 14-fight card. You know how many cares I had on it? I, I, I uh, Steph and I won the week again on Care Don't Care. You'll see this tomorrow. John came in last again. I guess four fights on the fourteen card fight that I cared about, and of those four, I only watched three. <laughs> three. You know, I mean, Sakai. This is this is this is this is the, the this is Sakai against a uh, 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 Biggie Boy. Uh, Rosenstruck. This is the heavyweight division that he's refusing to let Johnny Boney Joni in. 
I mean, yeah, it was exciting because all I can remember, I'm like a goldfish the last 30 seconds of the fight where you hear the buzzer, you know there's 10 seconds left and he knocks the guy out with 10 seconds, knocks Kai out with 10 seconds left. That was mighty. Latifi actually pulled it out. Everybody thought he lost, but I, 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 you know, I was happy to see Latifi win. Mar- marching uh, Tabura against uh, uh, um, uh, Walt Harris. Uh, I picked. I picked marching to win. Uh, pick against the poles. He won. Anything to say about the fight, Eugene? Not really. Except these are two peas into a pod. I mean, the only the only thing standing between us in complete oblivion is the fact that the good Midwestern boys, Jake and Logan Paul, you know, they sound like their mother wasn't really around that much and their father was mostly... And there's a certain thing that happens. A friend of mine, Francesco Ciccio, Ciccio Impostato, his father, the father and son were doing this bonding thing with baseball. He was psychotically into baseball. But it was a way for him to... Convert, to sit with his father, converse, and spend time where they weren't looking at each other, but they were looking straight ahead, and they were. I get the sense that the Paul brothers have this kind of thing. In other words, when we talk about on the past two shows, talked about mythos. Their fight mythos um, was significant enough where they have a very distinct understanding and view of how the fight game should be. That they're, yeah, that that they're profiting off of the failures of the fight game as it is, doesn't change the fact that they have a clear-cut view of how it should be. If they are militating for a, a Jones and Ganu fight, one, because it's what they, they, they know that even the jungle wants it, that that is the rightest fight to make right now in time, and that is connect and it not happening is connected to money, like happened with Fedor, like Fedor Couture, like Fedor and Lesnar, like all these other situations. That wasn't about sausages on, sausages on plates. That was about what it, whatever whatever bald headed Vargas has got going on. That's what that's about. I'm going to subjugate the world. Okay, that's all right. I don't, I don't, that's not my desire, but okay, all right. In the service of what? Sausages, plates. No, not sausages and plates, because that would be the money deal that they make those fights to pay fighters more. I mean, you could actually pay them three, give 3% more. I mean, this is, this is, this is mind blowing. And it's a question that came up d- during the Trump administration, and it's one, still one that I have about people in power post the Trump administration. And that's, what do you do when you're, when the dry, I mean, I've been in that situation before. Let me give you, let's, let's get off the politics thing. I get flying to JFK, stand online, catch a cab, I have a meeting in Manhattan. It's at night. Little guy's my cab driver. I don't want to be a backseat driver. But I can see that the guy is kind of drifting. He's a little guy. I'm having a hard time seeing his eyes. I figure it's late. Maybe he's tired. I don't smell alcohol. And he's kind of drifting into lanes. 
And I'm like, hey, uh, hey, man, hey, I don't want to say, what the fuck are you doing? I, I'm just like trying to engage him, maybe keep him awake. Maybe he's having a hard time. And I said, hey, are you going to take the Jackie Robinson, what used to be called the Interboro? You're going to take that in, or what? How are we going to? How do you want to get? And he's, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And now I start to think that the guy, now, from this point of now, that the guy was maybe having a stroke. I don't know. But he's drifting. And I, I want to say something, you know? I don't, but I don't know what I would. Come on, let, let the guy. I don't want to be a backseat driver. I can't believe he's going to crash the car. He crashes the fucking car. It's a morbid fact. How long do you want to put people in power? I mean, how much proof do I need that this guy shouldn't be driving a car? Clearly, I let him crash into a truck. I get out, and somebody was like, are you going to pay the cab driver? I go, the cops show up. I go, my destination was Manhattan. Unless things have very much changed here in the city, Manhattan is not a section of the highway. So, got to go, wave down to the cab, get to my meeting. Nobody believes me because I'm late to the meeting. They just think, oh, it's uh, Eugene's late, color people time, whatever. I mean, it may happen that the bald one has a break with reality, and who would know? Who would know? He gets up on stage, stands behind a microphone, says something about douchebags, you know, and uh, fucking douchebags and this and that, and then he's out, and people go, well, it's just the same old guy as far as I'm concerned. As a publicly traded, Ari Emanuel's getting fighters' names wrong. He's trusting this guy. He's in the back seat with me. This cab driver's not going to crash the car. They're, bur- they're, they're pooping in the halls of Congress, rubbing shit on the walls of Congress as they look to, uh, to r- chase down the vice president to hang him. Yeah, yeah don't worry about it. They know it's, uh, everything's under control. Except when it's not. So, you know, care don't care. We talked about uh, uh, Izzy versus Marvin. And Izzy and Marvin are doing this kind of video thing where they're trying to, to jazz up interest in the fight. A friend of mine stopped being a surgeon. And I said, well, did you like it? I mean, I remember before you were a doctor. And I remember you going through. He goes, I like the work. I like surgery. I hated being a doctor. Why? He goes, it was like working for the worst pimp in town with these insurance companies. How's that feel to work for the worst pimp in town? And more importantly, and should be felt more keenly by people who fight, how does it feel to be powerless? (laughs) I know, because his wife was about to have a kid. So, uh, which is why he didn't want to pay the money. But don't, your wife is pregnant with your third kid. Don't gamble the fucking money. So, uh, um, so, you know, the bald one is like, like a captain, like a MMA's Captain Queeg is going to steer this ship of state right into the rocky shoals of insignificance. And the only one who stands a good chance of stopping that right now apparently seems to be, I mean, the bald one is in a situation where he can't yield. He can't pay anybody a nickel because in his mind, that would be showing a sign of weakness.
I have lived my life. I have, you know, you know, I've lived my entire life to try to be to get beyond a certain type of fear. It's dovetailed perfectly with my interest in punk rock. Somebody said, if you do that, I'm going to go ahead. Go ahead. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? I mean, this is what, you know, this is why when Johnny Boy just says, I'm not fighting unless you pay me. George says, you ain't pay me. Triple C, pay me. I don't have to eat Plato de Med. Or alternatively, once they start paying you, they say, I'm not going to pay you. How's that taste? Go ahead. You go ahead. You go ahead and do whatever you got to do. Whatever conforms with your sense of right and wrong, you do that. Because let me tell you something. I never even read this guy Machiavelli. I never even read that. But you got to know, as long as I draw a breath, your back will call out for the knife. And if I'm able to, it may not happen. It may not happen. Mark Coleman clearly proves has proven himself to be no threat to uh, to to the bald one. Hall of Famer, eh? Whatever. Maybe I'll throw your bone here or there. But things change. Things change fast. You think Bill Cosby ever thought he was going to end up in prison? You think Harvey Weinstein ever thought he was going to end up in prison? Prison. You thought Epstein thought he was going to end up in prison? That That possibility of that was less likely to him than the fact that a private school teacher of, of seventh grade mathematics ended up being a multimillionaire. Prison? <laughs> Never. Things change. Strange things happen. An enemy is an enemy forever. You, you, you can't even count on having a friend forever, but you can count on having an enemy forever. There are people who screwed me over when I was 10 who I'm still waiting to see again. And maybe, maybe they live life in such a way that I, I, I never do. Maybe this is an unfulfilled promise, but the Baldwin is a very central figure in a lot of different regards. And his only reason he's still alive in, 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 in the halls of in the halls of, of rightness and wrongness is because is because he's making money for people. He's kissing up, punching down, kissing up. That's what he's doing. It's okay, okay, good for him. Go go for him, man. But not good for the sport. And not good. I keep changing my timeline about when I'm expected to, to absent myself from the sport. There are only a few fighters that are keeping me there. Keep in mind, this past weekend, 14 fights in the card. I had four cares. Of those four cares, I watched three of those fights. And, and cared about enough about those three fights to spend precisely 
4.5. I spent more time talking about the petting zoo than I spent talking about those three those three fights that I saw. And I like the Rosenstruck Sakai fight. Next week is a big fight. Israel Adensaya and Marvin Vittori. That's a big fight. There are 15 fights on the card. I'm, they're doing this now because they expect them to drop out for COVID. You know how many I cared about out of 15? Six. And only three of those I'm going to watch live. Other three I can watch later. Because they're earlier on in the card and I don't feel like watching. You know who doesn't care? The bald one. That's fine. That's fine. He did more than John Peretti could have done. Probably did more with the company than I could have done. Clearly did more than the, 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 the Fertitas could have done. Taking it beyond, beyond. But this thing with the money has got to stop. Got to. Anyway, I don't know what to tell you. The day that Logan Paul, I just, I never saw that coming. And that's my, my point. And this is the speech from David Rabe's basic training of Pablo Hummel, where he tries to tell a new recruit on his way to Vietnam that, you know, he was a little depressed and tried to kill himself. He changed. And the next day he went out and he got laid. And he says, that's my point. It's like, it's like wizard speech with Travis Bickle and Taxi Driver. The story that doesn't illuminate every, illustrate anything, but illuminates everything. The point, man. Things could change. You're Logan Paul. He's going to make Tyron. And, and, and you know, Crappington is like, damn, I'm doing McRapist. This shit's not winning. Maybe I could get, you know. And if you think that Tyron has a, I, that's a Vegas pick as far as I'm concerned. Is it because Tyron's old? No. Tyron's not a boxer. And Tyron's head is done in. And Tyron knows win or lose, he's getting more money than he ever got his entire life. You know what he could have gotten if he fought another fight in the oopsie? Nothing. Now, I don't know what to tell you guys. You got to strike where the iron is hot. The Pauls are not going to be around. It's just easier to make. You know, they would very comfortably start making music. The guys make music now. They got a studio, got this mansion they live in, Ferraris. 25. Yeah, yeah, whatever. You know what I mean. And then, of course, the last play, they're holding it in abeyance, is the brothers fight each other. My kids all train, mar- my th- older three kids train martial arts together. And the coach would have them do it, and I would say, come here, you guys are a team. And you're fighting with each other, you're working on the moves. You're not trying to kill her. I don't want it. I don't want that. Don't want that. I'll pull you out of here. So the, I, I'm sort of disgusted with this idea that we're brothers fighting each other, but they're not fighting each other. It's an exhibition match because the only winner here is Vince McMahon. I told you it was poop. I sold it to you as poop, and you enjoyed it as poop. I come out smelling like a rose. I'm the most honest man. In, in, in sports entertainment today, Vince McMahon, ladies and gentlemen, your standards were low and he met them.
Aram, Don King, Oscar De La Hoya, the bald one. Anyway, this has been the hardest, weirdest, strangest 168 (laughs) to do. Uh, Of course, part of the problem is probably the computer that the dead guy, my laptop that the dead guy was working on. But I will do everything in my power to not go back to the dead guy computer shop. So what I'm going to do is deinstall Chrome, reinstall Chrome, and then I have some information here that Alexi gave me about finding finding another host that will put it up on YouTube that's not YouTube Studio, so I can bypass YouTube Studio, and then I can record it on my phone. We can go back to recording in the car, me driving, we could do anything. So yes, they, they, thank, thank you, JB. This was it was a real chore, but my head was aflame, and that's usually what drives it. I mean, you know, the Biggie Boy fight. Eh, we need to talk about this thing, or or, or, or on if the shoes fit, we'll talk about Tito losing his job or getting rid of his job. But yeah, we got to take care of this computer stuff because this this is maddening. Anyway, thanks for listening. Tell all the people that they got to go through parts one, two, and three because I, I, I don't I don't have the patience to follow up on this. I got to let June know, and I feel sorry for her trying to weave this thing together. It's it's misery for what she's paid. Monday at noon, you get care don't care. Tuesday this week, you get uh, it's just Nash and Alexi, and so it's uh, if the shoes fit. Uh um. Yeah, 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 yeah. Did you just read the newsletter? You saw the car? The old car. <laughs> oh, no, you're talking about the driving thing. Yeah, the car. That was great. That was great. Um, but if you read the newsletter, I, I put my old 67 Chevy Chevelle in, in, in it. You, you, should, <laughs> you should read it. dot com. Check it out. And then, God willing, inshallah. We'll see you next Sunday after the Vittori Israel and Saya fight. And maybe I'll tell you some secret stuff next week as well. Anyway, the kid is sleeping. I, I can't scream, you know, because they wake her up. Anyway, look what you made me do. See you next week. <laughs>